0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe.
1: I'm Scott Burrell. I'm the CEO of Snowline Gold Corp. We are a Yukon-focused gold explorer um, targeted on district-scale greenfield gold opportunities, where we've uh, tapped into what we recognise as a totally uncharted gold district. We have a baseline um, geochemical data set of uh, Covering a Luxembourg-sized area with multiple large gold targets and uh, we're teed up to basically discover uh, on multiple fronts. Uh,
0: Scott, it's good to see you back on the show. Thanks for joining us. I think when, we, when, when did we see you last? Back in back in May, I think. Um saw the press release this week. Just want to talk about it. Uh, because you know, I think when we talk before you're talking about, you know, I say uh, you know, large uh districts that you've got to go and explore. I often wonder whether anyone's going to find anything, you came up trumps. So you must be pleased.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're very excited to see this. I mean, uh, like you say, we uh, we did a lot of geological arm waving to uh, put this all together. I mean, it's more than arm waving. There's some good concrete evidence, but it's one thing to have you know a mineralized float train uh, that you're following along, and it's a, it's another thing entirely to get uh, these kind of results back from drill core. So this uh, discovery is extremely validating to our exploration thesis, not just on the Jupiter target itself, not just on the Ineson project, but in this entire distance scale thesis that we put together.
0: Right. And so last time we spoke, you just you'd raised some money to be able to get, you know, get through the drill season. I mean, is, would you would you say you were kind of ahead of schedule in the sense that you've made a discovery here? The grades are better than I think you could possibly have imagined, certainly from the last conversation. Um, what more can you do this season? Have you got enough money to get into next season?
1: Sure. So we're we're actually in a great place. Uh, we've been exploring, uh, uh, sort of, uh, balancing uh, aggressive exploration with a uh, conservative use of investors' funds, and um, and so we've actually come out ahead in terms of drill production already. Uh, we've drilled about thirty percent more than we thought we would, and uh, and we're still going. And uh, at the same time, we've spent uh, a lot less than we thought we would. We uh, Right now, I'm projecting that we'll have about $3 million in the tank at the end of the season. So, uh, you know, if we don't want to raise, we're not in a position where our back is against the wall. And uh, we could, you know, do a meaningful campaign for another full year out there.
0: Okay. Because, I mean, look, we'll talk about the market a, a, a little bit. I don't want to dwell on it because everyone's in the same boat, right? And you're, I don't think your chart's any different from anyone else's. But obviously, it, it's kind of almost a shame putting this news this good into a market. As as it is, I mean, are you concerned about your ability to go and raise money cheaply when when, at the point where you need to, or is this three three million going to be enough to kind of see you through, you know, into next season or not? That's what i was intrigued by. How do you play it?
1: Yeah, well, we are certainly, um, you know, we're certainly in a strange place where we have uh, when we raised. uh, Money on the concept at one price. And now, uh, at least today, anyway, we're trading below uh, that uh, sort of concept phase with actual a bird in hand, uh, a, a very nice looking bird. And so, um, so yeah, we, we don't want to uh, dilute our shareholders. Um, at the same time, we, we do want to pursue this aggressively. So our strategy now is to try to uh, get this story out to the broader markets. I mean, this is what we're talking about right now, um, and why we're talking about it. And uh, and you know, hopefully, we can get people uh, to appreciate what we've hit here. And uh, and if the if the markets do gain traction, we're uh, we're well positioned to uh, to do a big raise and to go out there aggressively next season. If not, uh, we we're in a comfortable place to to keep on uh, plucking along, and we can sort of wait things out and do things carefully, and to continue to be cautious and effective with our investors' funds. Right.
0: Okay. So I, I'm intrigued about how you play this. Right. So there's lots of fun and games out there in the market. You hit a high-grade vein like this over six and a half meters. Was it 13.2 or six and a half meters? Is you know pretty pretty good going and 10.4 over five meters, etc. So it's a, these are good grades. How do you play this? With $3 million bucks in the bank. You've got to be smart. Do you just do small step outs, try and hit the same vein, more high-grade uh, gold results out there in the public? No one looks at the detail. That's what you do for now, isn't it?
1: Uh, not quite. Maybe. But uh, what we're doing actually is uh, is taking this. You know, we've we've basically completed our phase one at Jupiter, um, and uh, with this discovery, the drill is going there. But we've stepped it out in the release. You can see that we're way up in the north uh, east of the target area, just expanding it out. So, you know, with this. This is evidence enough to be back there in a big way next season, um, and so instead of just kind of stepping along and try to hit the same thing, uh, you know, twenty meters over or something like that, we're stepping out a kilometer, one point uh, one kilometers, and and trying again where the geochem also looks interesting. So we can afford to get uh, a little bit more ambitious with our drillables, and uh, at the same time, like I've said, uh, the you know this is not Jupiter. Jupiter is very exciting, and it may well prove to be you know the deposit that we uh, discover and and. You know, hang our hats on at the end of the day, but, uh, but this whole exploration package was put together as a, as a concept around a new mineral district that just hasn't been looked at before. So with Jupiter in hand, uh, not only are we getting more uh, adventures on the target itself, but prior to the end of the season we we'll be moving the drill to one or possibly two additional targets, uh, just basically stepping out and testing other very intriguing-looking areas, so that uh, we get the most bang for our buck before the snow flies. Okay, so you want to you want
0: to do this properly. You, you, you're you're a geologist. You want to do this the right way and try and work out this the opportunity in front of you within this district. But you've still got three million bucks. So how? You gotta play it, you've gotta play it smart here. You gotta play the market, which is now as your new role as CEO. You're no longer COO, you're CEO, which we'll talk about in a second. You've got to play the market and you've also got to do things the right way on on the ground. So is that is so it that must be difficult.
1: Sure. I, I know there are people that would like to see uh, you know, us just going all out, getting four drills out there and just hitting things aggressively, but uh, you know, if we do that sort of thing, we we put ourselves in a tough spot where a lot of these are, you know, it's, it, well, Jupiter makes it look easy, uh, just the, the way we've been hitting things out there. But uh, a lot of these targets are pretty complicated beasts. And, uh, and, you know, we have to know why and where we're putting a drill. Um, so we've taken this season to to do that more carefully and to uh, really sort of get a better sense of, of what we're doing out there. And uh, again, like I say, with with that in hand, we're able to get a bit more adventurous, but even then, we're we're drilling the targets that we better understand.
0: Okay, so and what do you understand now? I mean, you're obviously not through this drill season yet. Uh, so, but are you building a better picture in your mind as to you know how you how you you know go after this?
1: We are. Uh, this season's exploration program hasn't just been a drill program. We've had it. Uh, a very uh, good field team out there doing a lot of work. Uh, we've we've gathered something like 3,000 soils over a broad area. Uh, we've been doing structural mapping. Uh, we've just finished uh, a nice drone survey, uh, both doing detailed uh, orthophotos on several targets and getting extremely detailed uh, just uh, photographic and elevation models, as well as getting uh, magnetic data on uh, these intrusion-related targets down at Rogue to the south. So, uh, So we've really Deepened our understanding of these targets. Whereas, if we had just gone out guns blazing at the start of the season, we would have burned through a lot of cash, and we wouldn't necessarily have drilled the right holes to make the discoveries. Um, we would have drilled, you know, what are called nails in the coffin, just killing these targets without a real understanding of of what they are.
0: Right. Let's talk about the CEO. Uh, CEO bet. Okay. So Nicholas has moved on. I mean, what, what was the decision making? Why why has he left?
1: Sure. So so you know, Snowline is a is a very new company. Um, we started trading in March. And uh, we've had a, a, a very quick run-up, and so uh, we had many moving parts. And uh, it's important for any startup to be able to test different avenues, identify what works, what can use adjustment, and to be able to respond nimbly and accordingly, and uh, to use you know the, the limited resources we have as efficiently as we can. Um, and you know, Nicholas was uh, extremely successful in the launch of Snowline. Uh, his work is extremely appreciated by by everyone at the team. Uh, we're very excited to see, you know, what's coming down the pipes uh, for him, and we expect big things. But uh, for better or worse, at, at this point, it's it's all and so
0: Right. So just shaving costs. Are you doing that elsewhere? I mean, I know you've raised a bit of money recently, but are you, are you looking at costs?
1: Sure. I, I mean, in stepping into a CEO role, that's a that's an important thing to do. Is just uh, get a handle on the cash flows, and of course, mid season there are some serious cash flows. So some of those things are just uh, a part of the business. Um, but yeah, looking to uh, to be efficient. Uh, and, uh, but also identify avenues where you know where it makes sense to spend that money. And um, so yeah, that, that's all part of uh, part of the first steps here. In the
0: ground is what people want. Um you raised some money with Crescat recently, about a million bucks. Good news. So it's good news because it's it's Crescat. I think they've got a you know good strong following. So that's that's gotta be helpful, but also a million bucks is not too shabby. So are you looking at the types of investors that you've got? Because obviously when you First list, you're going to have a certain type of investor in there in the mix, and they're going to look to want to cash in, you know, as quickly as possible. Some of them uh, and others are going to, you know, buy the big long, long-term play story in here. I mean, how how do you go about one understanding who's in there and two uh, encouraging them to hang around?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I think we are uh, blessed with a, a fairly. Uh, Strong shareholder base that gets the picture, and they're in there for the long haul. Um, and people, you know, it was a, a great vote of confidence to even before these drill results to see Crestcat uh, coming back. They had participated in initial rounds, and uh, and you know they came back again and, and put more money on the table because they just like what they see in the story. And um, that was before the proof.
0: Right. Okay. What did they go in at? Thirty-two. 32 cents. I can't quite remember.
1: Uh, they came in at thirty-five. Again, thirty-five. Next. Week
0: okay I guess they understand the market it, it, it's, it's not so pretty out there at the moment for, 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 for everyone but do you expect them to you know continue to follow uh, their money
1: oh they're they're absolutely gonna continue to uh, uh, follow the I mean I hope they follow with more money but uh, they'll, they'll definitely continue to follow the story and uh, and yeah we still have uh, their money and uh, it's you know it's targeted use where we're putting in uh, a late season survey to to uh, to kind of advance URSA and depending on those results, we'll, we'll discuss with them whether we want to uh, continue to pursue URSA or uh, put it back into other targets um, that are more uh, Gold focused.
0: Right. Okay. Um, just in terms of the rest, when does this, this season finish for you?
1: Uh, it'll be mid-September that we start to pull up the stakes out there. Um, yeah, we, we don't want to uh, push it too uh, far on our inaugural season uh, with the with the uncertain weather out there,
0: right. And then, when, when will you be announcing and giving guidance to the market as to what your focus is going to be for the next season?
1: Uh, that'll be uh, afterwards, and uh, you know, we'll be looking to uh, try to uh, we'll see what our options are for raising uh, in the fall. And uh, and like I said, uh, if we have good uh, you know good traction in the markets, if people are getting the story, then we're very happy to uh, to uh, Fill the tanks and uh, and to be able to hit the season or hit the ground uh, pretty aggressively next season. But if not,
0: you've been enough in the tank to kind of take it easy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we don't want uh, you know we don't want to uh, go in and just dilute everyone who who had a lot of faith in the story uh, to begin with. So there's a balancing act there. I mean, we, we want you know we want money to explore. We want to explore aggressively, but uh, at the same time, we are in a fairly comfortable position, being able to go into next season with some options on the table.
0: Okay. So how many more holes are we going to be talking about at the end of this season? In terms of results into the market.
1: If you look at the release uh, at the at the end of it, I've based it on some uh, some photos from holes that we're still awaiting assay on. We're we're currently awaiting assay on about ten holes, um, and uh, and those have some you know some pretty spectacular intersections in them, like you can see in the results. So uh, so I expect to see uh, some interesting numbers trickling out over the next few months as we get the assays back from the labs and. Um, and then we're looking at uh, potentially uh, six or so more holes, uh, maybe six to eight holes on uh, finishing off Jupiter. Uh, potentially moving the, the drill to a target called Mars, and then uh, getting down to the valley target of Rogue, which is looking really
0: intriguing. Okay, another 16 to 18 holes potentially, but at the end of this season. Okay, right. well, okay. Well, like Scott, like it was just a quick update because I, I, the numbers looked, you know. Very, very attractive um, indeed, uh, and I want to sort of see how you're getting on, and you know how money was um, as well. So I appreciate the update. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, um, maybe towards the end of the season. Okay.
1: Okay, that sounds great. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for
0: listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, CruxInvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn.